Hello, this is Sherry Jarvis with Natural Sunshine. Today's episode is called, What Sin Are You Talking About? We're going to look at David after his sin with Bathsheba. So when David sinned with Bathsheba, he broke every single one of the Ten Commandments. He coveted his neighbor's wife, lived a lie, stole her, committed adultery, murdered her husband, dishonored his parents, and thus broke the remaining four commandments in reference to his relationship with God. So the Lord sent Nathan the prophet to reprove him. You can see that in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. There's a great significance in the order in which the reproof came. Nathan gave David the shepherd of Israel a parable about something he could understand, sheep. He began with the natural realm rather than immediately exposing the king's sin. He told a story about a rich man who instead of taking a sheep from his own flock, killed a poor man's pet lamb to feed a stranger. David was indignant and set up on his high throne of self-righteousness He revealed his knowledge of the law by saying that the guilty party would restore fourfold for the lamb and would die for his crime. Nathan then exposed the king's sin of taking another man's lamb, saying, You are the man. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? When David cried, I have sinned against the Lord, the prophet then gave him grace and said, The Lord also has put away your sin, and you shall not die. Now imagine if Nathan, fearful of rejection, decided to change things around a little and added a few of his own thoughts. He instead says to the king, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. However, there is something that is keeping you from enjoying this wonderful plan. It's called sin. Imagine if he had glossed over the personal nature of David's sin with a general reference to all men having sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. David's reaction might have been, What sin are you talking about? Rather than to admit his terrible transgression. Think of it. Why would he say, I have sinned against the Lord at the sound of that message? Instead, in a sincere desire to experience his wonderful plan, he might have admitted that, like all men, He had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If David had not been made to tremble under the wrath of the law, the prophet would have removed the very means of producing godly sorrow, which was necessary for David's repentance. In 2 Corinthians 7.10, it says, Godly sorrow produces repentance. It was the weight of David's guilt that caused him to cry out, I've sinned against the Lord. 
The law caused him to labor and become heavy burden. It made him hunger and thirst for righteousness. It gave him light as to the serious nature of sin as far as God was concerned. When Nathan then brought the good news that David would not die, that God had put away his sin, do you think the guilty king was relieved? Do you think he was grateful to God for his mercy? I think that he would have been unspeakably grateful. What do you think made him appreciate that mercy? Wouldn't it have been the fact that he, in the light of Nathan's rebuke, suddenly saw the reality of his guilt? And the more he understood his personal guilt before God, the more he appreciated free mercy. If he'd been left thinking lightly of his sin, he would have thought lightly of God's mercy. This is why it is essential to expound the law with the sinner to make him feel his personal guilt. The more the understanding he has of his sin, the more he will appreciate the mercy of the cross. The reason I'm bringing out this point is because if you begin to open up the law, either from the pulpit or when you are personally witnessing to someone, even though you are loving and gentle, other brethren who don't understand this principle will more than likely accuse you of lacking in love. Yet, you are actually doing something extremely loving. You are the good doctor who takes the time to carefully explain the disease to the patient so that he will appreciate the cure. By opening up the law, you are preparing the way of the Lord. You are making his path straight. You are making the way for mercy to be appreciated. And by doing so, you are rightly exalting Christ on the cross. Nothing reveals Calvary like Sinai. Nothing exalts unconditional mercy like fierce and holy wrath. Calm is most appreciated after the storm. You may be tempted as you go through the commandments to say things like, have you lied? I have. But gosh, everybody lies. Have you stolen? Mm, I have. Yes, I'm guilty of these things. But I don't think that they are very serious. I still see myself as a good person. It would be like Nathan saying to David, you are the man and so am I. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord? I have two. In other words, David, don't be too alarmed at what you've done because we've all done what you did. You mustn't let a misguided sympathy cloud your mandate. The sinner has sinned against God by violating his law a multitude of times. He is actually an enemy of God in his mind through wicked works, and God's wrath abides upon him. 
But as he sits as king, this person, you or me, sits as king on the throne of self-righteousness. We are deceived by sin because we say, you are the man, but I'm no different than anybody else. Everybody does it. We, you and I, we are to be Nathans to the sinner, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort with all long-suffering. Nathan, you know, he may have felt sorry for David as he squirmed under wrath. He saw David crying in his repentance. But he feared God enough to make sure the law was allowed to do its work. No doubt afterwards, the king was grateful for the prophet's bold faithfulness because of what resulted. And when the sinner comes to the Savior, he will thank you for your faithfulness. Proverbs 28:23 says, "He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue." But the praise of man should never be our motive. We should seek only to praise God. Sin is like an onion. Its outer wrapper is a dry and crusty self-righteousness. Oh, I'm not so bad. I'm a good person. It is only when its external casing is peeled away by the law that it brings tears to the human eye. The law peels the onion and allows for contrition and appreciation of the grace and mercy that we are given at the cross. Thank you for listening and God bless you.